0: You're listening to the Back Home Network, presented by Home Field Apparel.
1: hello who's your fans and welcome to another episode of the Grace Burger Show. This is our 10th episode with Grace and we're doing this on Wednesday evening as they get ready to host for the first time ever at Simon Scott Assembly Hall an NCAA tournament game. Indiana is the number three seed uh in their regional where they will be hosting uh charlotte on saturday at 1 30 eastern time hopefully those of you listening to the podcast can go out and and possibly get tickets still for those games and then i believe the when they win uh, i'll be on monday night they would play the winner of kentucky and princeton those are the other two teams here and grace welcome to the show
2: Yeah, thank you for having me.
1: I'm excited to talk about the upcoming games. And first off, we want to congratulate you. Uh, You were named to the AP Honorable Mention Team All-American team today. So congratulations.
2: Thank you. Thank you very much.
1: And you are just, you and McKenzie are the only two I saw who have ever been named to the AP All-American team as Hoosiers.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that just speaks to the success that we've been able to have as a program and really you know, put ourselves on a map as a, as a team. And then that obviously follows with some individual accolades. So I think it's, you know, really rewarding for our whole program to see.
1: And it is a good thing, you know, for the program. I'd like for you maybe to expand on that a little bit, because I mean, it, it shows that people are taking notice of the program.
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think it's hard to get any sort of individual accolades like that, um, unless you have team success. So I think it just speaks so highly of you know, the players that we have in our team and obviously the, the quality of our coaches that they've put us in position to, you know, play on the national stage and compete with those, you know, top 10, top five teams night in and night out. And um, I just think it's, you know, evidence that, that we're on the rise. And
1: nobody gets to an All-American level uh, without a lot of hard work. And we've talked a little bit about in previous episodes, but just maybe here mention, what are some of the things that the coaches do, especially in terms of skill development with the individual players, whether it leads to being an All-American or just a better team? What are some of the things that you really think stands out about the staff that makes them so much? uh, I don't want to say fun, but that allows them to get the best out of the players?
2: Um, I mean, they're just, you know, in my opinion, um, the hardest working stuff, I think, in America. um, You know, they're very hands-on. So um, every single day, all we have to do is shoot them a text, and they'll come down with each of us individually for 25, 30 minutes um, to work on what we need to work on outside of practice, um, where that's not the norm. A lot of coaches aren't doing that. So, um, you know, they're really hands-on. They're hardworking. They bring it every single day. Um and, and they're always here for us whenever we want to get better. So I think it's just an environment where um it makes us as players really want to work hard because they're so excited about it.
1: And and I'm just I'm asking this almost really kind of as a former coach, but in the middle of all this preparing for the NCAA tournament, are they still available for like if you show them a text and say, Hey, can you come down here and work with me on something? I'm try, I'm not sure I got it. Will they be able to come down and work with you?
2: Yeah. I mean, they're still in there for like I said, 25, 30 minutes every single day with us individually. You know, obviously they have a lot of film to do and, and they're really busy um, this time of year, just preparing for future opponents. But, um, you know, their first priority is is us and, and getting on the court with us and um, ultimately making us better. And just kind of go back
1: to Sunday. First of all, Selection Show was on Sunday for the first time for the women. Watched you guys on the video. um, Just the reaction. Can you kind of describe what it was like in the room? I mean, you guys probably knew you were going to be a top four seed. But still, to see your name come up there and say, Indiana will host. What was that like in the room?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think, first of all, there's a lot of um, nerves that go into it, um, no matter whether you're a team on the bubble or or whether you kind of know that you're going to get called there, it's still, you know, nerve wracking to see where you're going to get placed, whether or not you're going to host, you're going to play and whatnot. So um, I think, you know, a a little nervous uh, throughout the room, but then once our name got called and um, you know, we had a good idea that we'd be a a top three seed, but to actually see it um, and see the teams that we were going to get to play and see assembly hall, you know, was a place where we were going to be able to play our first two games. I think It it was just a lot of excited people in the room, and and we're just really looking forward to it.
1: Yeah, and you could kind of tell by the initial reaction I saw in the video just how excited you guys were. Um, With that being said, uh, you talk about playing at Assembly Hall and just, again, kind of not knowing, you know, sometimes when you're on the bubble, um, when you saw your name come up and you saw where you were, what'd you think of the, uh, first of all, and we'll kind of get into the specific teams you'll see in Bloomington this weekend, but what'd you kind of think of the draw and and the teams in your region?
2: Um, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, any region is going to be tough. Um, obviously, we we have a tough region. And there's no denying that. But um, every single team, you know, in any region could say the same thing. There's going to be hard teams um, that you face. I mean, it's the NCAA tournament. They're they're the best teams in the country. So um, right now we're just focused on our first opponent. But mm-hmm. I'm definitely just looking at the other teams, the other names that are in our, our region. I mean, um, whoever comes out of it is definitely going to have earned it. And we're just... You know, we feel like we have a good opportunity, and that that we can compete with you know any team in the country, and especially those in our region.
1: And it, I think also spoke to the league as you watched the draw play out on Sunday. You had six teams, I believe, if I counted right, six teams that made it into the NCAA tournament. Uh, besides you, uh, Iowa, obviously, won that got the automatic bid, but Michigan, Ohio State. Um, Maryland, Ohio State. I'm, I said Ohio State. I'm I'm forgetting somebody here. Nebraska made it in Nebraska. Yeah. So those. You know, 16, I mean, it, it, to, as a Big Ten player, does that give you a, a little bit of a sense of pride that the league has seen so well in terms of the draw?
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's definitely. I think kind of a change of pace because you're used to competing with them and being rivals on the court. Um, coming off the Big Ten tournament, obviously, but. Um, really, now that we're in the Civil-A tournament, I think we're all rooting for each other. Uh, we all want them to succeed, um, and hopefully we'll meet them again uh, down the, the road. The Grace
0: Berger Show is presented by Farrell Wealth. Farrell Wealth was founded by former IU All-Big Ten defensive end Greg Farrell, who is now experiencing IU all over again as a parent with two girls who were juniors in the IU Media School, interns at the Cuban Center, and owned their own business. And you know, Greg learned trust and integrity while playing for legendary coach Bill Mallory, traits he's worked hard to instill in his girls. He also learned how to game plan. Feral Wealth uses these principles to help high net worth individuals and business owners pursue financial success. Wealth planning is their passion, so you can live yours. Their fiduciary plans include investments, insurance, taxes, executive compensation, and charitable giving in this lifetime and beyond. Like any good team, the IU women's basketball team, for example, you need to plan and work the plan. Well, what is your plan? Contact Feral Wealth through all socials at Farrell and their website, FeralWealth.com. That's F-A-R-R-A-L-L, Wealth.com. Feral Wealth is a proud supporter of IU Athletics. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisory firm, member, F-I-N-R-A-S-I-P-C.
1: So you guys drew Charlotte and you will play them on, on Saturday at one Bloomington time. Uh, for those of who might be listening on a central standard time, um, excuse me, central daylight time. They, uh, since we had the clock change here earlier this week, um, what can you tell us about Charlotte? We, there, for a lot of our fans don't know much about Charlotte. I looked it up. Obviously they played very well in their league, won their tournament, but IU has only played them one time in history. I think back in 2009, I saw on the website. So what can you tell us about Charlotte?
2: I mean, they have a lot of really talented players, obviously. They, they won their league for a reason. Um, and, and they have the Conference Player of the Year um, on their team as well. So she's a really dynamic scorer, can score all three levels. So I think she's really going to you know, challenge us guards off the bounce. Um, and all of their guards are really um, she has some really good pieces around her as well. They have, um, I think, two transfers from Kentucky and then a transfer from Duke. So um, they have kids that have that power five, you know, elite level experience. And so, you know, they're not, they're, they're a veteran team. They, they've been through it. Um, obviously they know how to win. So um, we're definitely, you know, ha- have our hands full come Saturday.
1: And you mentioned something looking at the roster, just kind of scanning it real quick as we were kind of doing a little bit of a previous show with AC Regular and I, um, look like they were pretty guard heavy. Didn't look like a lot of size, like you may have seen with an Iowa or a Michigan and maybe even a Nebraska. So would you say that, I mean, is that kind of accurate?
2: I mean, I I think their two main leading scorers, um, our guards and obviously the conference player of the year is a guard. So that's going to be, you know, probably our, our main focus. Um, but they have, you know, talented post players that can, um, they might not have a lot of size, but they can step out. They can hit the three, um, kind of guard-like in in that uh, facet. So I think it's going to challenge us maybe not in ways like an Iowa has in the low block, but in in different ways. um, They're really talented post players. Okay.
1: Um, When you talk about – we talk about Charlotte and getting ready, my co-host on the Doing the Work post-game show wanted to know, what have you guys been kind of working out since the Big Ten tournament ended, and especially now since Sunday, how have you kind of worked into the practice schedule and, and getting ready for Charlotte?
2: Um, I mean, before we knew who we were playing, obviously, it was a lot of just focusing on ourselves, um, scrimmaging against each other, just working on different things offensively and defensively that we needed to get better at as a team. Um, and then once we figured out who we were playing Sunday, obviously, um, we've been focused on, on our first opponent, Charlotte, ever since. So um, we watched a lot of film and then, um, you know, we play against our our male practice squad. They're, they're you know, trying to simulate as, as well as they can. Um, what Charlotte will do offensively, and then obviously how they'll guard us defensively. So um, really, we've just been, you know, our practices since Sunday have just been revolving around um, Charlotte.
1: And you, and you mentioned a little bit about their offense in terms of having really good guard play and, and the conference player of the year being very good at scoring off the at three levels. Um, what can we kind of expect from Charlotte, you know, defensively? I mean, is this man-to-man team, a zone team, pressure team? What, what can we expect from them?
2: Yeah, um, I think, you know, they pride themselves on defense. They're a team that that prides themselves on defense. We know that. Um, so they're going to come out and be aggressive. They'll trap some of our ball screens. Um, they'll try to ice our ball screens and force us to stay on one side of the, the court. So um, they're going to definitely throw, throw a lot of different things at us. Um, they are guard oriented. So they're going to be maybe a little more, you know, extra pressure on the ball, a little more aggressive um, than maybe we've seen. Um, in the past, but in the big 10, we've, we've really seen it all. So I think we're going to be ready for, for whatever they throw at us.
1: And we talked in the last episode, actually the last couple of episodes, you have, the team has played a lot of game, played a lot of games in, a, in a, a relatively short amount of time. Do you guys feel rested now, both physically and mentally, since you kind of were able to get some time away from competition? I know you're still working out. I know you're still practicing, but at least feel like you maybe got your, your, your maybe get your physical and, and mental conditioning back to where you'd like to get it.
2: Yeah, I mean, we'll have almost two weeks in between games. So I think um, for a team like us that has been, you know, kind of dealt with some injuries and different things throughout the year and then obviously had such a heavy um, backloaded schedule um, at the end of the year, I think the two-week break, um, while we might not like it, practicing every day and never getting to play games, um, it's been much needed mentally, yes, but also um, physically. And we, we feel really rested and we're um, chomping at the bit uh, to get, get out there again on Saturday.
1: I know what it was like when I was playing, even to coaching a little bit. So I was uh, curious about what it's like for a Division One basketball team. Is Does it get a little – I don't chippy will be the word I use, but like after you've practiced against each other for four or five days, it's like, okay, I'm tired of seeing each other. Let's go out and play. And it starts kind of getting a little chippy in practice.
2: Yeah, I mean, we're all super competitive, so it, it might get a little chippy at times anyways when we play each other. Um, we all kind of know each other's tendencies and um, what we like to do, so I think we're really good at frustrating each other. Um, but that that's kind of what helps is that we have our male practice squad that um, comes to practice every day. So we're not just playing against each other. We are some, but most of the time we play against the guys. So it's kind of, um, you know, different than, than just seeing our own faces every single day.
1: And how many guys do you have that come into practice with you?
2: Um, right now, because it's spring break, it's a little, you know, we're just – have five that we're, that we're rolling with. Um, those that guys, get, in those guys are good.
1: I'm sorry.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, but um, normally we have like 12 to 13 guys that kind of rotate when they can come.
1: And Jeff, Grace, we haven't talked a lot about this, but you have mentioned in past episodes about how there is a there is somebody on staff who's responsible for like your nutrition and stuff. How big of a role does that play here as you're getting ready for the tournament and coming off all those games in such a short time?
2: Um, it's, it's, I mean, it's huge. Um, you know, once you get to this point in the season where all the teams are really good teams, there's only a little bit, you know, small amount that separates the teams that win and the teams that, you know, ultimately don't make it too far in the tournament. So, um, you know, sleep and, and taking care of your body, putting the right food um, and your body's staying hydrated, things like that uh, are definitely getting, you know, pushed on us. They are all year, but especially at tournament time when, you know, games are back to back and short turnarounds and different things like that. Um, it's definitely things that we're constantly being reminded of.
1: And you guys making the tournament. And I know you said it was spring break, but has there been a little bit of a vibe around campus about for for the for the students who are, are still around campus? Have has there been a little bit of vibe about you guys being at home this weekend.
2: For sure. I mean, around campus, a lot of people seem to be excited. And then obviously on social media, we've been seeing things where Um, People have bought tickets and and are, 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 you know, making the trip to come and support us. And so, um, you know, we expect a big crowd and and we're all really excited about it.
1: Yeah, I think from what I've seen, it sounds like big crowd coming in as well. Um, Let's look at the other game and the one team you know quite a bit about because you play Kentucky during the season. But I want to ask you first about Princeton, the Ivy League champion. What, What do you know much about Princeton? What can you tell our fans about Princeton?
2: Um, honestly, we, you know, we haven't really started watching them yet. We're worried about the first game right now, Um, but, but, you know, I've, I've seen Princeton play They're you know, traditionally a really, really good team, really well coached. Um, and then they have a couple of players that are, you know, some of the best players in the country on their team. So, um, you know, they're a team that's consistently at, at top of the Ivy league, which is a really good league in women's basketball. And so, um, you know, a lot of people are expecting them to make some noise um, in the tournament. So, I mean, it's going to be a big challenge, whether we play them or Kentucky.
1: And, and yeah, and that'll and, and obviously right now it's just the old adage, survive in advance. Uh, I believe there were some first four games on tonight for the women's tournament. I don't know if you were having to watch any of those.
2: Yeah, I know. Um, Howard was playing Incarnate Word. And then later tonight, uh, Dayton will play um, DePaul, which I, I'll watch. Um, it comes on about 9 p.m., so it'll be a late game like our men's game last night. But um, that should be a really, really good game with some talented players.
1: The Dayton-DePaul game is actually going to be a pretty good matchup, I think. And, it's, and speaking of the men, at least being at home, you don't have to worry about the travel that they've had to deal with over the last few days.
2: I know. We, we played out in Oregon my freshman year, so I kind of feel their pain on that one, having to take that, that flight. Um, yeah, I can't imagine. I'm glad we're in Bloomington.
1: Yeah, but at least you didn't have to play after a first four game when you did that.
0: Yeah, I can't imagine. (laughs) (laughs) I can't either. Um... Support for The Grace Burger Show is brought to you by our friends at Home Field Apparel, where they have one of the most extensive collections of vintage IU apparel that you will find anywhere. And it's not just IU apparel. They have over 100 colleges and universities. And what they do is they go back into history and they pull out old vintage brand marks that haven't been used in a long time, but that still look really cool and that have this really great kind of nostalgic appeal. And they pull them into modern day and they've created such a great niche because, you know, A, the, the actual material that their stuff is printed on, the shirts, the crew neck sweaters, the hoodies, it's really comfortable. It holds up when it's washed. And then the logos all look just so cool. It's just such a unique niche uh, that they have. Now you can go to homefieldapparel.com, Uh, Again, look through over 40 items uh, of IU apparel. IU is their original school, and so that's what they have the most of. But you can also browse through all of their other colleges and universities as well. And when you're ready to purchase, if it's your first time there, use the promo code HOME, H-O-M-E. That will give you 15% off your first order. So again, it's homefieldapparel.com. Use the promo code HOME, H-O-M-E, for 15% off your first order. Now back to the show.
1: And so I just kind of want to wrap this up a little bit here with you, Grace. And I really appreciate you giving us time tonight because I know obviously getting ready for the for the tournament and, and to play uh Charlotte on Saturday. Obviously, you're watching a lot of film, practice, all that. So I really appreciate you fitting us in tonight. Um, just what just kind of what's the vibe? I, I I hate to use the word vibe, but you can tell I get into little cliches here. Um, just how does the team feel going into the tournament?
2: I mean, I think we're really excited. We've been through it before. Um, We know the feeling that, you know, you get when you advance to the Sweet 16 and when you advance to the Elite Eight. So that's really, I think, a feeling that we've been chasing. You know, we're obviously chasing now, but we've been chasing, you know, ever since we lost um, that Elite Eight game last year. So, um, you know, we're just really excited. Obviously, it starts with that game on Saturday and then um, hopefully just build momentum and and keep it going.
1: And then mentioned Kentucky a little bit. I'll come back to that just a little bit. Um, what have you thought? I'm sure you saw them play a little bit over as they were playing in the conference tournament, especially maybe what's the difference that we might, if we get to that point where we play Kentucky could play Princeton. Um, if we play Kentucky, what might be something different than what we saw from them earlier in the year?
2: Um, I think they're just, you know, gelling at the right time. Um, They've always had really, really talented players on their roster. Um, There's no denying that. And I think, you know, they just – it took them a little bit, you know, longer than what we're used to from a Kentucky to kind of figure that out and and gel together and really find their their groove. Um, But obviously anytime you have a team that that has uh, Ryan Howard on it, you know, probably the number one draft pick it's, it's going to be a challenge um, no matter where, whether we beat them earlier in the year or not. So, you know, she's playing re- well right now, which, which makes them tough, but then she has pieces around her that are, that are doing really well right now too. So there'll be a tough matchup for sure.
1: Yeah. To beat South Carolina in their conference tournament, that was you know, obviously a huge win for them. Um, I've been meaning to ask you this. Any superstitions that you have that you know as you kind of go into the t- whether it's any game or the tournament, any kind of superstitions you have in terms of your preparation?
2: Um, yeah, I mean the the main one is I have to get Starbucks before every single game, um, which I think is is kind of annoying because um, I make you know my 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 dad get it for me on the road sometimes, and I have to have it. Um, so that's probably the the main one.
1: Um, how far in front and how
2: how how far out in advance do you have a Starbucks? Um, I usually drink it right before we leave for the game, so it's probably about two hours before tip off. Okay, all right. And what's
1: your what's your what's your go to at Starbucks?
2: Um, I get a, a green tea.
1: Ah, okay. Well, I was I was thinking like first thing on Starbucks, I'm thinking like mocha or you know, no. something something like no, that. Not that. So all right. So um. Yeah, I really appreciate you coming on. We wanted to kind of keep this a little bit shorter tonight with this episode and and just kind of focus on the tournament. And, and we want to wish you the best of luck and the team, obviously, the best of luck as you go through this week. Uh, we'll be pulling for you and 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 we'll be watching and, and doing the doing the work post-game show will be on after each game that you guys play during the tournament. So um, anything you want to add about anything this weekend or the teams are coming in, anything that you can think of, maybe I haven't asked you about or, or you'd like to bring up about
2: this weekend um, no, I mean I, I think you've pretty much hit it on its head. I think we're going to have you know some really good basketball played in assembly Hall this weekend, not just our game, but the Kentucky Princeton game is an elite level women 's game, so um, you know I know we'll be watching that game, and I just encourage everyone to not only come out to our game but just come out and, and support women 's basketball um, this weekend in assembly Hall because I think it's really special that you know, we're hosting the tournament there and some really elite players and elite teams as well.
1: And I will bring this, you you mentioned something there about some elite b- basketball, women's basketball, but I saw a thing last week or maybe about 10 days ago where the the percentage, the ratings for women's basketball is up. Your game at the Big Ten tournament, I don't think you and I talked about this, but the, the attendance at the Iowa IU Big Ten Women's Championship game was the biggest attendance at the Big Ten tournament um, since like 05 or 06. So Do you guys feel, do you get that sense that people are starting to watch more women's basketball, whether it's Indiana fans or just fans in general?
2: Yeah, I mean, for sure. I think a lot of people um, are kind of seeing how good of a product women's basketball is that maybe just haven't been um, exposed to it um, before. And then I think it helps that our talent is at an all time high and we have you know, really exciting players across the country to watch that are drawing people into the game. And then once they start watching it, I think they realize that it, that it is something that's really exciting, um, just as good as men's basketball to watch and support. And I think um, it's really exciting for us to see just, you know, how, how into women's basketball people are becoming.
1: And, and, and this brought, just popped into my head. This may be the last question. Last night, I was watching the men's game and it looked like they had a different ball, which I know the league and the schools all have their own ball that they use. So, is that something like you have to get, do they give you the game balls or similar to the game balls like here for practice over the next day or two, or do you, to get used to that ball? I mean, cause they looked like almost a literally a brand new ball out of the box watching them in last night.
2: Yeah. Um, during the regular season, we normally just practice with our Adidas balls. Um, and, and then we'll play at schools that have Nike balls. We'll play at schools, schools that have Wilson balls. So it's, you know, obviously a little bit of just adjustment come game time, but normally in postseason, um, like for the Big Ten tournament and now the NCAA tournament, we'll get the ball like a week in advance, so we'll have a couple practices to kind of kind of practice with it. Um, you know, both the balls for the NCAA tournament and, and the Big Ten tournament are, you know, a little different than what we're used to, so um it's a little unusual but once you practice with it for a week I think we start to get kind of used to it
1: I was gonna say I, I, I was just curious about that because like I said watching the men's game last night it looked like it was brand new out of the box <laughs> like they just aired it up I I was like man that looks like just so shiny and brand new so but Grace I want to thank you for being with us now I'll give you one extra one more chance here to to say anything to the fans here as we wrap it up
2: no yeah just thank you for listening and continuing to support you know, our show and then our team and we're just looking forward to a really exciting NCAA tournament.
1: She's Grace Berger. I'm Jeff Marlowe. I've been the host of the Grace Berger Show. We want to thank you for listening. We'll be back with another episode with Grace later on the season. For Grace Berger, I'm Jeff Marlowe and you've been listening to the Grace Berger Show and a production of Assembly Call on the Back Home Network. And Until we talk next time, remember, go Hoosiers.